to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. All right. Today, we have a very, very, very new segment. Something I'm very excited for, but something that did not come from me, but instead is a beautiful creation of Zach. So, Zach, tell us what we're doing today. Yeah, what are we doing today, Zach? So, let me set the stage for you guys. Have you guys ever bought a game and then another game came out? and you played the other game and forgot about your other game? Are you spying on me? Only too many times. (laughs) (laughs) And um, do you guys just think that it keeps happening and you're kind of getting worried about not only your bank account, but also like, what the hell were you thinking? I'm just digging myself in deeper (laughs) hole. True, true. Well, then have I got the segment for you boys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to let you all solve my problems. Yay? So like Zar said, I dug myself into a hole. I have purchased three wonderful games and then I bought Paper Mario and forgot about these three wonderful games. <laughs> well, it's not just it's not just three games for you, though, Zach. I mean, how many games are currently on your quote unquote backlog of games? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, answer the question. Um, greater than you think. 30. Okay, less than you think, but it's close to that. <laughs> <laughs> JP's about spot on. So anyway. Oh my God, really? I have a problem with video game sales <laughs> and old video games that I hear are good things. Drum roll, please. So here's how this segment's going to work. It's called Tales from the Backlog. Spooky music. I even love the name of this segment. Tales from the Backlog. I, that's good. Uh, shout out to, uh, I think there was a Borderlands commercial that's like Tales <laughs> from the Borderlands. Yeah, the yeah. game. That's the Telltale version of Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rest, rest in peace, Telltale. <laughs> I was thinking of Tales from the Crypt, but I'm old fashioned like that. Boo on you, Zar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I just imagine JP editing and cool spooky music into this. Or Zar, whoever edits our things. I don't know who it is. This, um, epi- this episode's going to be Zar. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. We're doing a little bit of a switcheroo, and JP's going to be editing the articles this week. That is going to be one trip. Yeah, Zar usually edits the Wednesday episode, and I usually do the Saturday episode. But yeah, this time the segment's going to go to Zar, and I think he's going to have a lot of fun with it. So if this makes it past production, tell us who you like more, and the other one leaves. All right, so anyway, here's how this uh, Tales from the Backlog will work. Basically, uh, the boys and I have all picked three games that we like and that we purchased at one time or another. We're going to go over a few things on this game. We're going to talk about why we purchased it, give a summary of the game, and kind of give some reviews on Metacritic if it's applicable or not, and then kind of say why we haven't played it. So for me, it kind of for all these games, I just had like... Paper Mario came out and then life happened. I don't know. I haven't gotten to it. Okay, it's really funny that you say that because I recently just finished Breath of the Wild, like 200 hours worth. And right before you suggested this Tales from the Backlog, I backlogged everything else and started playing Paper Mario. So I am in this with you. (laughs) Guys, guys, you're not going to believe this. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even played Ghosts of Tsushima yet because Paper Mario. God damn you, Paper Mario. <laughs> so good. Yahoo. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, we're so all we're backlogged from it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a real problem, and we need I need my friend's support, and we and our, our viewers, please support us because we need help. <laughs> we we have problems. <laughs> um, all right, so that's kind of the nitty gritty of it. After that, the t- the boys will select. Um, a game that they think that we should play, and then we have to play it within 24 hours or we die. Oh. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> it was in the fine print. Oh, no, I never read that. <laughs> it was How very about small. This? After Paper Mario, whatever game gets selected today, no more sleeping on it. After Paper Mario, 
you gots to play it. You gots to. All right. With all that said, are we feeling ready to uh, tell our scary stories? Zach, this is your brainchild. What, what's in your backlog right now? Uh, so the first game on my backlog is a game that I actually hyped up for you guys. So I don't just hype up games. To hype them up for no reason. I buy the games I hype up. I'm not just, you know, all talk. With that being said, I bought this game and I have yet to actually, I, I put it into my Switch and I got the gold points. I don't know if you guys know about that. But I haven't touched it since. <laughs> yep. No, um, all about the gold this points. This game is the Wonderful 101 Remastered Edition for Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about this. You haven't played it yet? No. You know, it's funny. I bought it on the Wii U. T- or no, I had it on the Wii U as a demo. <laughs> and um, did you play I the demo? Like, I played the demo. It was really fun. I was like, I'll get to that eventually. And then I don't know. So I was like, I got to buy the Switch because I really want it. And so, yeah, um, I hyped it up a lot. And that's kind of why I bought it. So basically, the Wonderful 101, there's 100 superheroes from all over the world. And they group up in these like super cool, like Power Ranger like suits. Okay. so there's 100 of them. So there's a ton of them, right? Yeah. And so it's very anime in the fact that like all of you like fuse together. And like, so if you're Wonder Red you form a fist. If you're Wonder Blue, you form a sword. So it's like, imagine you're a Power Ranger and the Power Ranger's holding the other guys. Okay. And my favorite's the German guy. And his his name's Wonder Green. And he's just Wonder Gun. All right? He just got a motherfucking (laughs) gun. (laughs) Just gun. Um, so it's like, got, it's, uh, it's platinum game. So it's just got all that character that you expect in a platinum, uh, game. And it's just so out there and fun. And then aliens come to conquer the earth and it's just over the top and crazy. <laughs> that's a, no, that's how it really sounds cool. It really does. Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You said there were a hundred superheroes, but it's called the wonderful one Oh one. Ah, Zar, oh. That's where the cheesy segue comes in. Nothing gets by <laughs> old czar. The 101 <laughs> is you czar. You're the one. No way. What is Zar's superpower? Smelling bad? Oh no. The inability to do math. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I haven't beaten the game yet, but I, I think the, you're the person who like, you know, draws the thing. That's kind of because you got to like kind of draw with a touch screen or you can use like the right thing to draw it. Oh, OK. OK. That's how you make your gun or whatever. Um, And then current reviews on Metacritic. So, guys, I was kind of mad. This game on the Wii U got like an 80 something. It was like up there. It was really high. And then on the on, on the PS4 version, it's still at like an 80, 86, I think. Okay, that's not bad. On a Switch, it's got a 72. What? What's with the difference there? Why is it better on the PlayStation? (laughs) I deadass think it's just because, like, it's on the Switch and there's Switch haters. (laughs) Because, like, there's frame rate issues, but it's also in the PS4 version. It's also in the Xbox version. Or, no, it's not Xbox version. No. It's also in the PC version. That's why I thought it was Xbox, because PC, Xbox, (laughs) it's the same thing. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Um, so I really think it's just hate because I, I would see this game as an 80 plus critic game. Like, it's a great game. Is it going to win any like game of the years? No, but it's a fun game. And that's all that matters in the end is that it's fun. Good enough for your backlog. Exactly. Right, so wonderful 101. Pretty sweet. But here is game number two. Luigi's Mansion 3. How have you not played Luigi's Mansion 3? It's so good. Um, so, yeah, um, I purchased the game because it's a first party Nintendo Switch exclusive. Um, <laughs> I, literally have purchased, <laughs> I literally purchased every single one of these. Um, so Luigi's Mansion 3 is Luigi and a mansion saving Mario. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, OK, it's current reviews. It's it's a rock in 86. Like this is one of the best games on the Switch. Um, it, it just it is what it is. I have never played a Luigi's Mansion game, guys. Really? I own a GameCube. I own a 3DS. I just never got into it. You just oh, said you man. owned all of them. No, I, I I owned all the consoles that they've been on. Thanks oh, for clarifying. Oh, okay. But not the game. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And Luigi's Mansion's always been a hit series. Like, people love it. It's kind of, it started off kind of as a cult following thing. 
And now it's kind of big. It's big picture. Yeah, I mean, looking for Luigi's Mansion, the first one for the GameCube, it's one of the most rare GameCube games. I mean, it's highly sought after. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion was a big deal. And it's still a great looking game. I have it and I treasure it just like my S level house from the game. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, and so I just haven't played it yet. I kind of bought it for Krista because it's kind of a slower paced game. I thought it'd be a good like intro for her. Sure. And um, she almost beat it. I mean, she was like, she got like 15 hours in. It's not that it's not a crazy long game. No, in fact, it sounds like she was like a couple hours from being done. Yeah, but you know, she it was like her first video game. So she kind of hopped all over the place. I'm back to Fortnite. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Fortnite. I haven't uh, gotten to it yet, guys. It's just kind of sitting there in my backlog. Okay, okay. And the final game that I have to sell you boys on is a little game that you guys may have recommended to me a hundred times. <laughs> it's Bioshock. How have you not played Bioshock? <laughs> yes. Are you joking? So correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Bioshock is like a good game. It got an 80, it got a 96 on Metacritic. It's one of the best games of all time. Oh, yeah. For reference, I think the highest game is a 97, right? It's Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time and like a few others, like Last of Us. I don't know that information off the top of my head, to be fair, but I mean, but I it's know. It's there. Yeah. Zach, seriously, bro. Would you kindly play Bioshock? <laughs> would you kindly? That's for later in the segment, <laughs> Zor. Shut up. <laughs> um... Um, JP, can you summarize it for me? Because I don't get it. So, I mean, there's three Bioshock games. The first Bioshock is essentially you're a man that is in a plane and you wreck in the middle of the sea, but you find this huge tower that goes down to the ocean to the secret world um, called Rapture. And essentially a bunch of rich people got together and decided that they wanted to live in this society that was underwater, that was created, where there were like towns and bubble, you know, all under this bubble. And party till the end of days. Mm hmm. But um, essentially, there was this drug that came came around called Eve and Adam that gave you powers, but also made you go absolutely crazy. And it destroyed society. So you find yourself in this place after getting shipwrecked. Um, and I don't want to give too much away via spoilers, but you kind of go through the game. You meet um, a couple of interesting characters. You kill a bunch of the crazy people who have the powers from the drugs and you get some of the powers from the drugs. It's uh, so you get the powers, you get guns. It's a first person shooter. It's got a little bit of action. It's got a little bit of horror. It's got a beautiful world. Bioshock is great. One of my all time favorite games. All right. With that all being said, Guys, what do I need to play next, guys? I'm, oh God, I'm struggle bussing. Zach has presented us with three great games. The Wonderful 101, Luigi's Mansion, and Bioshock. So in your opinion, which of these three is a must play for Zach as soon as he's done with his current game? I mean, it's time to end the backlog. What is he playing next? Okay, well, in my very selfish and very biased opinion, Zach, you got to play Luigi's Mansion 3 because you promised I could borrow it next and I want to play it. <laughs> oh, you're so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason why you need to play this game is to give it to Czar. You're son of a bitch, Czar. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I disagree. I think he needs to play Bioshock. And for one, because... I mean, Bioshock has been around forever, so it takes superiority. But also, if you look at those Metacritic reviews, this is clearly the more acclaimed game. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 was great, but Bioshock was revolutionary. Bioshock is going down in gaming history. Okay, we know you're going to have a great time with Bioshock, but with Luigi's Mansion, you're not going to spend a lot of time. You're going to zone out and not be too committed. If you beat Bioshock 1, well then, fuck, you're going to have to play Bioshock 2, and oh, then you might shit. as well play Infinite after that. So, I mean... Rabbit hole. Yeah, you're setting yourself and up for the rabbit DLC. hole. And there's DLC. Oh my yes. god, the DLC. The DLC in Bioshock 2 is 110% worth it. So you've got to play that. I also think that when it comes to the kind of games that Zach generally likes to play, Luigi's Mansion 3 is fantastic, but it's got a lot of walking simulator-esque things and it's got some puzzles. Huh? Oh, I'm not so smart. <laughs> I know, buddy, it's okay. <laughs> But no, what, uh, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of moments where it's not necessarily about the action, but rather what's going on around you. And I know Zach and for him, gameplay and action are probably the biggest aspects of like choosing to play a game. And honestly, that could throw one wonderful 101 in here as well. 
You know, it's like for me, it's almost now Bioshock more wonderful one on one next. And then Luigi's Mansion after that. We'll see. Had it, we had it boiled down to two horror games, essentially. And Zach, as you said before, you never played a horror game. Do you want your true first horror game experience to be Bioshock or something like Outlast? You know, just do like babies for scary. You know, are you referring to Luigi's Mansion three as like outlet? Outlast ish? No, as Baby's First Scary. Baby's First Scary. <laughs> yeah, Bioshock is a great Mario. game. <laughs> yeah, you got the colorful, goofy, slimy cartoon ghosts. Yeah, it's just cute and fun. Bioshock, now that's a horror game. Oh, Bioshock is, actually has some great jump scares, too. Great yeah, jump you scares. Yourself. The, the atmosphere is great, but yeah. You're allowed to defend yourself, but it is still very scary. And I, I don't know. Do you want that to be your first horror game experience? All right. So it sounds like we've eliminated Wonderful 101. Yeah, Wonderful 101. It's not that it sounds bad. It's just that, like, I think it's more important from your backlog perspective to to play either Luigi's Mansion 3 or Bioshock. Okay, okay, okay. So it sounds like we're really stuck between Luigi's Mansion 3 and Bioshock. I, Zar, after talking about it a little bit, which one are you more leaning towards? I'm still a selfish son of a bitch. Oh, you, you gotta go play Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. <laughs> if I let you borrow Luigi's Mansion, would you would you say Bioshock? Uh, I want you to play it first, though, because I mean it's helping me complete my backlog, but I gotta do something on the backlog first. So if you, you are complete- a selfish son of a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold and calculated. All right, I'm all in on Bioshock because fuck Zar. Ah. <laughs> Dablet. No, Zar and I have to come to an agreement. No, it sounds like Zar won't ever come to an agreement because he's selfish. <laughs> Fine, I'll put my selfish nature aside and you should play Bioshock. All right, and I also agree. Your next game after you're done with your next title sounds like it's going to be Bioshock, Zach. We don't sound very thrilled about that, JP. I'm very thrilled. You are about to experience an amazing game trilogy. Bioshock 1 was fantastic. Bioshock 2 made Bioshock 1 even better. And Bioshock Infinite, which is just right out of left field, is such a mind fuck of a game. It's great. You're going to like it. You go from the ocean to the sky. Oh, my God. Bioshock Infinite was awesome. So, all right. It settled, Zach. After Paper Mario, you're playing Bioshock, buddy. Yay. Commitment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That leads us into contestant number two in that corner. Jonathan. Jonathan. (laughs) 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 So like Zach, I've got backlog. I have several games I've bought, spent hard earned money on and have not played. And it's time to stop the madness. All right, so here's game number one on my list. Now, what's funny about this one is, Zach, you've heard me talk about how excited I was for this game before, way before we started the podcast, like years ago. You had this up. I thought you already beat it. Uh, no, not it. I barely touched. Okay, the first game is Octopath <laughs> Traveler for the Nintendo Switch. So this is a little bit more of a niche game. So, like, let me give you a little bit of the plot. Um, set in the land of Orstera, the Order of the Sacred Flame believed their world was created by 13 deities before 12 were forced to seal the fallen god Galdera, who refused to relinquish what they created within the afterworld that can be assessed through the sealed flame of Finnis. Now, if that sounded like complete gibberish, that's because it was. I'm on the Wikipedia article right now. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) it's Final Fantasy. Okay, so... It's essentially what Octopath Traveler is, is yes, it's a game kind of like Final Fantasy where a group of people come together for the common goal of saving the world. What made this game different is, first of all, from the story, rather than having a group of like, you know, clear heroes like a sorcerer and some guy who's good with a sword and a bard, because every good team needs a bard. Um, You have like a merchant who joins the team. People, you know, you have a scholar, somebody who's just really smart. You have a former knight. You have like um, someone who's really into hunting. You have a dancer and former noble. You have eight people who don't actually have much of like a background of trying to fight and save the world who come together for this common goal and use their own special skill set to actually help the other eight out. They join. It's really cool. It's a really cool concept. Like there's a thief that joins your party. Um, There's a cleric. It's uh, it's just it really is. It's a great sounding game. 
when it, you put it in those uh, terms. And furthermore than that, the art style was beautiful in the game. It's got like kind of the old pixely adventure type deal, like, you know, like a Mega Man or one of those old school side scrollers, except the 3D effect was great and everything was shaded and beautiful. It was such a weird mix of a beautiful world mixed with like right. the pixely. It's like a picture book, but like the most animated pretty picture book that could be Ooh. it was su- it really was it was such a unique art style and that was one of the big things and that's what attracted me to the game so there's a little bit of the plot there's why i like the game it sounds amazing so why haven't i played it yet well pretty much the same reason i have for not playing any of these games just other stuff came along you know paper it's like, mario paper mario damn you <laughs> damn you you two-dimensional bastard I mean, my Switch, my Switch collection is looking really, really good right now. You know, it's just like you keep getting more and more games. Like oftentimes when I get Switch games, it kind of comes to me in a waves, you know, where like I don't buy many games on their own. I usually, you know, for my birthday or for Christmas or through sales or just through like spending sprees, like I'll buy a couple Switch games at a time. And Octopath Traveler just kind of got pushed to the back. And not to mention the fact that you could probably put in like 100 hours. It's just like, well, my backlog is already so big. I can't play this one because then it would take away from other games in the backlog. But that's stupid logic. (laughs) I don't know. The truth is there's no real reason why I put this hidden gem in my backlog, but it's there. And that's why I'm talking about it with you guys right now. Boy, I was way off with Octopath Traveler. When you said the name, I was thinking Octodad on vacation. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's game one. Any questions about Octopath Traveler? No? Moving on. <laughs> oh, and as a final little, as a final tidbit, um, it had got an 8.5 user score on Metacritic. Ooh. Which is, I mean, for a user score, 8.5 is really, really good. So it's a great game. It's acclaimed. It's, it's a good game. It's just in my backlog for some dumb reason. And let's talk about game number two. Now, game number two is much, much older. Uh, This game has been around for, let's see, when did this game come out? 2010 on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. It's a series I've slept on, and recently I bought it as a part of a mass Steam sale from the latest Steam sale for my PC. But it's just like, I want to put this game out there before it gets put in the backlog. This game is Mass Effect 2. Ooh, did you ever play the first one? No. Ah. What the hell? No, but my no, but my friend who's a huge Mass Effect fan said that, like, I can just jump into Mass Effect 2 because it's the best of the Mass Effects, and it still makes sense without having played the first one, and that it's going to give me a really, really great adventure. It does, but if you play Mass Effect 1, you can take every story decision and every character aspect you made into the second game. Honestly, I heard that by that Mass Effect 1 wasn't all that awesome, so I'm okay with just starting from Mass Effect 2. So anyway, Mass Effect is a single player action role playing game. Basically, you play as Commander Shepard from a third party or from a third person perspective. Um, You can like choose the race, the military background, the gender. It's one of those games where like your character, you have a lot of say in how they look and who they are. So the game's overworld and correct me if I'm wrong, is you're basically you're in the galaxy and you have a bunch of quests that you need to complete by visiting different planets and different solar systems what i don't what are you trying to do when the games are what's the ultimate goal well so there's a lot of different kinds of of goals uh that you can achieve through it but currently in the universe there is a war between this armada of robots called the geth and the the people i can't think of the race right now but they're the ones who created the geth and they're now at war with them meanwhile this intergalactic civil war that's causing every other species to be combined in it there is a looming presence the end goal is to destroy the reapers which are basically anti-life they are automated godlike machines that are here to extinguish anything biological and 
wipe out all life in the galaxy. So your goal is to try to stop that. Well, <laughs> it sounds really cool. There's a lot to it. <laughs> That's why I picked it up. I, you know, I picked it up because I have heard so many good things about Mass Effect 2 from people who really, really like the game. And it's not that I didn't think it sounded appealing. It's just once again, it's just there were always more games for me to play more games for me to try out that I had more of a vested interest in. And therefore, Mass Effect 2 was put into the backlog. Like I said, I have a really good friend who is in love with this series. And I know who you're talking about. I know you know who I'm talking about. And he was excited when I told him I bought this game. Um, and I really want to give it a shot before it gets shoved into the backlog. All right, so here is the last game and it requires no introduction. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeehaw. Holy crap, man. You missed that hype train. I, yeah, I know. I South don't know. Park even did a, a, a know, few episodes. A season dedicated to it. People are yelling at me through their <laughs> speakers right now. How have you not played Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah, what it's, the hell, man? Again, it's what drew me in. It. I mean, if you don't know what Red Dead Redemption 2 is, we talk all the time about God of War winning big the game. God of War won the Game Award in 2018 for the best video game of the year. Its biggest competition was Red Dead Redemption 2. Even though God of War won Game of the Year, Red Dead Redemption 2 won the most awards out of any other game that year. Best like the visuals, the music, the sound effects, the voice acting. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a huge deal. I mean, how can you go wrong with Grand Theft Auto on horseback? Yeah, essentially. So Red Dead Redemption 2 focuses on the life of Arthur Morgan and his position in the notorious Vanderling gang. The game follows the gang's, the gang's decline as they are pursued by lawmen, fellow gangs, and Pinkerton agents. Those Pinkertons! <laughs> so it it's a cowboy game. Grand Theft Auto is kind of true. It's like you run around and it's open world. You do whatever you want. You find horses, you kill people, you complete amazing missions. So that's what Red Dead Redemption 2 is. I mean, highly acclaimed, beautiful, the most beautiful graphics. I mean, if it weren't for God of War, this would have been the 2018 game of the year for its amazing graphics, its amazing story. It's incredible gameplay. It's an all around great game. And Metacritic can actually highlight that more because it got a user score of 8.4, which compared to the other two games is about on par with one another. Since Octopath Traveler got an 8.5, Mass Effect 2 got an 8.9, and now Red Dead Redemption 2 has an 8.4. Um, but I mean, it's just, this is down as a Metacritic must play. I mean, like I said, so many people are probably yelling at me right now because I haven't played this game. It just got shoved into the backlog. It's easy to see how that would happen with with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, though, because that game is a nightmare once you start it. Just how massive it is. It's intimidating and it's it's kind of makes players not want to start it just because of how much freedom and how much content there is. So I get you there. If I can play Breath of the Wild, I can play this. <laughs> I can play anything. I mean, that's fair, I too. I play anything, man. 999 Korok seeds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have given you gentlemen all the information that you need to know. Which of these games, after Paper Mario, is going to be my game? All right. All right. Just examining this from my perspective here. I had I was completely wrong about Octopath Traveler. So that one's out for me. It's not Octodad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me I'm wrong. Leave me with my fantasies. <laughs> but and then it, that comes down to Mass Effect 2 or Red, Dem Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. And now I have to look at this categorically and uh chronologically so mass effect 2 is a sequel red dead redemption 2 although says 2 is a prequel to the first game oh really From that yes yes um so this isn't spoiler this is just backstory. So John Marston from the first game, who you play, was in the Vanderleg uh, gang. Okay. And in fact, in the first game, you are tasked to hunt down all of your old gang members. 
And so you meet those people in a more personal and humane nature of, of, of this gang as, you know, their family. Okay. And so you see the decline into Red Dead Redemption 1. So in my book, I really want you to go back and play Mass Effect 1 because being a huge fan of the series, I, I, I honestly don't think you should jump into Mass Effect 2. There is so much story that happens leading up to Mass Effect 2 in the first game. I got to give it to Red Dead 2. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Zach, I would love to hear your thoughts, brother. With that being said, Octopath Traveler is a great game. And it's for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo. Oh, my oh, you God. You're so but, biased. Biased. <laughs> but... Mass Effect 2 and Red Dead Redemption 2 are some of the best games of all time. You're not wrong. Soulspot <laughs> Traveler is not in this. <laughs> okay. Mass okay. Effect 2 is very story driven. It's very RPG-y. Very cool. Red Dead Redemption 2 is very fuck aroundy. It's a really fun time fucking around. With these thoughts out in the air, neither of these have Nintendo in them, so I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say <laughs> Mass Effect 2 has my money because it'll get you started on a new series so if you really like it you can keep going with it and um, it's not nearly as depressing as Red Dead Redemption 2 so, so I guess Ooh, yeah, you're so right. we, <laughs> Red Dead we got sad. a battle here it's up to you too I mean take into consideration what you know about me which game would I have the better time playing Mass Effect 2. Do you think so? Really? I think he'd have more fun with Red Dead 2. Yeah, he's, he's going to waste a lot of time into it, but I see JP getting down on that. Well, no, I, I think he'll enjoy both. Absolutely, I think he'll enjoy both. But I think Mass Effect 2 has more of that because this is one of them that you can like do a bunch of different, like you can experience a story a bunch of different ways based off the decisions you make, right? Yeah. Czar? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're debating. I want you to tell me I'm right. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you know what a debate is. <laughs> you can't just ask a question that you want me to answer to say yes. I do it all the time in the movies. <laughs> oh, he's got a point. That's <laughs> where I learned all my uh, lawyer stuff. Um, and so... I think JP is just such a story-driven guy. That's one of the best stories of all time. And it sets up more of the story. Um, and it's got space titties. So, I mean... It oh, does have space titties. Can I have a vote? But JP, I don't think you can live with the consequences of the choices that this game has. Zach's mentioned that Red Dead 2 is sad, and it is very sad. But based off of the decisions you make in Mass Effect 2, your favorite people, your favorite crewmen will live or die. And my and and trust me, if you don't know what you're doing the first time through, they will die. But I don't want it. And you will be sad. <laughs> I don't want my friends to die. I would say play Mass Effect 2 on the condition that you do a speed run of Mass Effect 1 first. I, I'm sorry, I gotta stick to it and say that you have to play Mass Effect 1 to fully enjoy Mass Effect 2. Can I phone a friend? I'm phoning a friend. <laughs> can he can he do that? Can he do that? <laughs> I made the game. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, call a friend. <laughs> Are we Hello. <laughs> hey, what's up? I need your help. Yeah, what's going on? I'm in a debate. It's going on the podcast. Okay. First, do I have your consent to post this? Um, yeah, yeah, sure, man. My God. That's important. So, basically, I'm debating on which game uh, JP should play first, Mass Effect 2 or Red Dead Redemption 2. And I know you, and you know Mass Effect. All right. Yeah. Now I'm I'm putting my vote in Mass Effect because I think it's just more for JP because JP loves that story-driven narrative and he gets to have choices in the story-driven narrative. I'm correct, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. I like to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was so, your phone a friend? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I'm correct. He thinks you need to. He thinks that you need to play Mass Effect One to get the most out of Mass Effect Two. Not at all. Okay, and Peaches is never wrong, so. <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> I, I say this as a person that's put over 500 hours into Mass Effect as a whole. Thank you. You don't need to play Mass Effect 1 to enjoy or get everything out of Mass Effect 2. Did you get that? Did you guys get that? I mean, yeah, we're listening to the whole conversation. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So I just phoned a friend with 500 hours of experience on the Mass Effect series. So not only do I have connections and have proven that I'm right, but Peaches has proven me more right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Anything else I can help you out with? Any other Mass Effect needs? Um, I just uh, got a mass love effect on you, boy. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Yeah, I love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> at the risk of sounding redundant i could phone my friend who has equal amount of hours who basically forced me to play all the games in order so he could see how i reacted to him you definitely gotta play mass effect fellas one. fellas there's no need to fight over little old me there's plenty <laughs> of me for both of you jp who knows you better Oh, come on. Oh, it's coming down to that, is no, it? <laughs> no. Guys, it's not up to me. You have to we choose the game. We played Yu-Gi-Oh together. Oh, you got to bring Yu-Gi-Oh into this, huh? <laughs> it's time to da 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 I win. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to hit a middle ground on this. I think we might have to agree to disagree. What do we do in a tie? You pick my game. All right. Oh, JP. Play both. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I, I, I oh, guess that I'll agree God. with that. Octopath Traveler Are it is. We got a default. <laughs> oh my God. Like you're playing I'm, playing Octopath. A, I'm playing Octopath Traveler because you two couldn't decide. Yes. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a good default. If we can't come to a consensus, the other one wins. Dude, that's a good that's, compromise. No, you know what? Honestly, that's pretty true. <laughs> Looks like you're playing Octopath Traveler. <laughs> well, Peach is going to be pretty mad. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, no. Oh, my God. No, you guys, you guys, if you agree, do you both agree? I agree. He agrees that Mass Effect 2 is the game you should play. <laughs> no, I agree about Octopath Traveler. All right. Well, I agree or disagree, so Octopath wins this by default. This took a very <laughs> weird turn, but it looks like my game is Octopath Traveler. This has, this wasn't even in the rule book. Well, that's it. I'm playing Octopath Traveler. Zach's playing Bioshock and Zar. It's time to talk about your games. All right, all right. So first in my gaming backlog is a game that JP you will recognize. Two games actually, because my backlog's a little bit weird. Uh, two of these choices are two games because they go together um but jp would uh saw me buy this for the switch for free with my nintendo gold coins but bad dream both oh. coma and fever yeah so bad dream and this is just an overall umbrella description for the series is a point and click style horror game done in a really creative pencil drawn art style most visuals are in black and white however important visuals like blood stand out with different shades of color players are also given the freedom to choose which way their nightmare will unfold will you punch the birds into bloody pulp or will you offer a freshly severed hand to the scarecrow or maybe you'll just sit on the bed and poke the stuffed unicorn until time ends. What? <laughs> <laughs> all, all very viable choices in these games. Um, it's a very difficult style puzzle game, but the terrifying story rewards are so worth it. Okay. So like I said, I got this game on the Switch and I checked the Metacritic score and Bad Dream Coma got a 79 hmm. for the critic score and Fever was to be determined. Okay. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, and I started playing these games, but my biggest problem with horror games especially is... Uh, I like playing them around people. I like having scary game nights, you know, where if if the character dies in the game, we all feel like we just got punched in the throat or like playing <laughs> on my YouTube channel or something. And so this game is such a creative horror story that yeah. I just, I backlogged, I don't know, because I didn't have anybody around with me, but I should totally play it on my own and get over myself. <laughs> okay, that's a... Uh... 
I'm not going to lie. That definitely sounds like a game on Zar's backlog. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, where do you find these? <laughs> Punch the birds. Yeah, for real. Do you just have your own thing? Do you just have a developer on hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I originally discovered the Bad Dream series when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. And I just was in bed all day watching Markiplier videos. And he did the entire series back when it was on Kickstarter. Oh, wow. I was just intrigued by them and so when i call when i caught them on the switch and especially because i could get them for free from buying other games from the switch i I just had to okay okay it's yeah i mean i understand exactly why you purchased this it's your type of game my man it really is zach are you dead yet no why are we dead uh, just when did you punch the bird just when zar talks about these kind of things i'm just worried i do get nervous (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's game one what do you got next all right so for game two and i hyped this up a few episodes ago but destroy all humans the reboot okay alien break humanity throw cows with your mind (laughs) take on the role of crypto as he invades earth in the 1950s your mission extract the brain stems of pathetic earthlings to harvest that sweet sweet furon dna how are you gonna do this well, by using a plethora of weapons such as the Zapomatic, Disintegrator Ray, and of course, the Anal Probe. Also, <laughs> at, of course. Also at your disposal, <laughs> your handy dandy flying saucer. Tear down buildings. Nah, screw that. Tear down entire cities all while hovering at a perfect viewing distance. But that's not all. Crypto also has telepathic abilities and is able to throw cars, cows, and people with his mind. And he can even expand the human cranium to extract brains, with all with a single thought. I just imagine your whole spiel, I just imagine like infomercial music all over it. <laughs> like just that do 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 Okay, so we'll... Why are you intrigued with this game and how did it end up in the backlog? Okay, so everything about this game intrigues me. I mean, I love playing the bad guy. I love being the person that is hated the most within the game because it's always more fun. And as an invading alien, that fun just don't stop. (laughs) But... Um, And so I played the original games. I played the first three and then there was one weird one that was on like the Nintendo DS or maybe PlayStation Portable or something. Never played that one. But so that's why I was so interested in this. But unfortunately, when I pre-ordered the game and started playing it, uh, I found out it's exactly the same as the original game. Um, story-wise, visual, or, well, not visuals, visuals were improved, but story-wise, uh, to character voices, they just copy and pasted those, to missions, weapons, there's nothing new about this game, except for just better polished, uh, mission settings, um, in, in the, uh, mothership, and, overall visuals that's that's about it and it's actually pretty buggy so that's kind of went why it went into the backlog but it's still fun and it's very nostalgic and it really wouldn't take that long to play maybe 10 hours at most but for as buggy and as lacking of new things as there are the visuals don't make up for it i mean for being brought on to the modern gen it really doesn't look modern and the metacritic score reflects this with a weak 69 out of 100 i mean uh, nice oh yeah (laughs) noise noise no ice (laughs) okay okay so we've got bad dream we've got destroy all humans What's next? And now this is the other one and two parter uh, of a game that very avid listeners will remember from like our fourth episode, Lords of Shadow one and two from the Castlevania series. Okay. Okay. I got about 65% done with uh, Lords of Shadow one 
saw that Lords of Shadow 2 was free for Xbox Gold members, so naturally I downloaded it because it did really pique my interest. So Lords of Shadow 1 is a reboot of the Castlevania series from 2010 set in Southern Europe during the Middle Ages, and the story focuses on Gabriel Belmont and his quest to defeat a malevolent order known as the Lords of Shadow and resurrect his wife. The player controls Gabriel in 3D environments as he uses melee skills to defeat enemies and solve puzzles to move through the game. Mm. And now that came from Wiki because I it's been so long since I played this that I could not remember a description on my own. So what I think about this game is it's a great game from 2010, but the gameplays and visuals have not stood the text, test of time. You got fixed camera angles, clunky, chunky oaf of a main character, unforgiving combat when you have no idea what's going on. But the game has a compelling story and very memorable moments, enemies and characters. And I mean, it's Castlevania with every monster from lore ever known. So that's that's so up my alley. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is I mean, yeah, it sounds like your kind of game. It all all of these do, but. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so um, that's just the first one. And the second one I have not touched. I really do want to play it and get through the first one. But the second one, the story is set in both medieval and modern times. And it follows a weakened Dracula on a quest to follow to defeat his former enemy, Satan. Gameplay takes place after the original Lords of Shadow. But this time it's through an open world. The player controls Dracula, who uses multiple powers and weapons to achieve his goals. And so I was interested enough in the first game that I had to get the sequel. So naturally, how could Castlevania not tickle my fancy? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And so as a, as a final note, Lords of Shadow 1 was clearly the better game. And this kind of scares me because it got an 85 on Metacritic. But the second Lords of Shadow got a 63 oof yeah so i mean i know we are not we are not uh influenced by the ratings here we like we have said that time and time again that it's very hard to trust metacritic but with that big of a gap in score i'm still a little bit worried about starting the second one as you should be okay you have quite the list here czar but it's the czariest list I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I feel like I can't even pick one of these because I'm like, I'm, do I even know czar? <laughs> like, what is perfect czar? It's going to be bad dream, right, JP? Uh, I mean, the thing with bad dream is, I mean, the games honestly don't take that long, you know, like it's bad dream it's a cool series but for one he said that he's already watched markiplier play most of these games so how much replay Mm -hmm. value is he really going to get out of it and that's why i'm leaning more towards castlevania although jp i will i i know i'm i am completely unbiased in this but bad dream does have multiple replayability because you were there when i first started up this game i started punching all the birds and I started going to the bad ending. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor birds. (laughs) Yeah, I do. He does. He's got another point. I don't know, Zach. What are you thinking? What's your logic here? Well, I say you put your money where your mouth is, Zara. You've been hyping up Destroy All Humans the past like month and a half. And now you're over here not playing it. Yeah. You're looking like a big old fool like me and wonderful one-on-one what the hell man <laughs> it's so buggy like the cutscenes look cool but there's this red pixelation that crypto use uses to teleport and for whatever reason that same animation will stick to certain characters during cutscenes so like at the bottom of uh. the screen there will just be a tiny red flashing pixelated square like crypto is teleporting inside this person's dress it's just uh bugs me so much and the other reason why i i say not to go with destroy all humans is because it's just a remake he's played the original it's just a remake so it's like he's not getting a new adventure out of it 
You know. All right. So I'm going down the list now that all I saw was Castlevania: Lords of Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> I said Bad Dream. You were like, Nah, f that. I said Destroy All Humans. You were like, Nah, f that. When I say Castlevania, you like, Nah, f that. So maybe I should just stop yeah. playing games altogether. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> maybe you should play Luigi's Mansion Three. <laughs> I wish. Okay. I'm leaning more towards Castlevania Lord of Shadows just because like I feel like you're going to get the most out of it. It's a game you haven't played before. It's got a the first one anyway has a good Metacritic score. Um, it really sounds enticing. The way you describe the story, it sounds like something you'd really enjoy. It sounds really, really cool. Bad Dream. I mean, it's cool, but it's kind of an it's a flavor of the month kind of game in which, you know, it's one of those things where you'll play it, you'll have a good time, but you won't really ever think about it much again after that. I feel like you've got something much more special with Castlevania. That's a good point. That made a lot of good points in that. And destroy um, all humans is destroy all humans. <laughs> I said bad dream and you made fun of me and I said destroy all humans, you made fun of me. So I'm going to go with Castlevania because oh. you haven't made fun of me for that one yet. Oh, we can make fun of you, buddy. Do you want... <laughs> Don't no, worry, stop. Zach. Make it stop. <laughs> My feelings get hurt. Wow, that was the easiest consensus that we've come to tonight. <laughs> it really, yeah. No, no arguing, no fighting. <laughs> that, yeah, Castlevania Lords of Shadows, man. That's going to be your game. And as soon as all three of us stop playing Paper Mario. Oh, Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> all Mario. right. Mario. So let's go. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down the list one more time. Zach, what's your game? What did we choose for you? The one. The only. That's not true. There's three of them. Bioshock. <laughs> Zach's got his Zach's got his Bioshock on. I'm playing Octopath Traveler in a really funny turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Me neither. What a twist. But I am excited. And Zar, you are going to be playing Castlevania Lords of Shadows. How's everybody feeling? Are you disappointed? Did you like the game you got? I'm actually pretty excited about mine because like I said, I got about 65% done with uh, Lord of Sh Lords of Shadow 1. And I don't even remember why I stopped playing. I think like I got smashed for... Oh, I got the Switch. That's what happened. I stopped playing because I got a Switch. Oh, this is all Zach's fault. <laughs> Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. And with that being said, yeah, I'm pretty stoked for Bioshock. It's uh, finally time I stopped putting off this masterpiece. And uh, I feel the same way, man. Uh, Octopath Traveler, I mean, like I said, it was a funny turn of events, but I really am. I'm super excited to finally like have like the ball and chain like you're gonna play this game gun to your head and i'm like okay okay geez see now we all gotta finish our games from the backlog and then we gotta do a review of like how it all went a review of how zach ruined my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah that only would have been true if i were stuck with mass effect 2 to be honest from the sounds of it but yeah we are. We're going to have to come back to this and maybe do like a special episode of Rate That Rating or something with the game that we got. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that this segment was really fun, Zach. This was a great idea. Yeah. OK, so uh, thank you. Sometimes I have good ideas. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> with all that being said, I think that means you've gotten your what, Zar? Your game tea. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. Bye! Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.